Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, we're here for another mini podcast to talk about this Guardian set. It's called X Men Apocalypse. Oh, wow. Uh, Dang. Hey, man, only a few of us saw it. I didn't even want to watch it, but I did anyways. And um, uh, I think we'll just hand it off to Arthur. Let's get this thing going because uh, I think we've got a lot to talk about. Um, so, Arthur, you want to go ahead and give us a couple of slides for what you're saying right now? Okay, so. As always, I'd like to give a little history lesson, fun fact. So we're doing X-Men Apocalypse. So let's see. You guys can see my screen, right? Fun facts. So the character was created in 1986 by writer Louis Simonson and artist Jackson Geis. His first appearance was in X-Factor, number five, um, where he fought against the original X-Men. Uh, that's Cyclops, Jean, Iceman, Angel, and Beast. Uh, they were actually the original five X-Men in the real book. And the... The Uncanny X-Men book. Angel. And they create. They started their own team called X-Factor, and this is where Apocalypse first debuted. Um, he's considered one of the first, if not the first, technical mutant in the Marvel Universe. Um, he has the powers of molecular manipulation, augmented by alien technology, celestials. I don't want to get into all that. Alien? Is that applied to the movie, or is it more just like... Um, they didn't say in the movie. Um but yeah, his powers are pretty ambiguous in the yeah, movie. Yeah, very, very ambiguous. Everything but even in the books, they've always been... Yeah, but let's save that for the, right. for the I, garbage I mean, discussion. He, his powers have always been sort of uh, over the top, even in the books. But at its core, it's a molecular manipulation. So he can change his shape and do all kinds of things. He's also a genius-level scientist. Um, he was born in ancient Egypt, so he's very, very old. Um, his name is, in Arabic, I believe, the Morning Light, which Marvel translates as the first one. So when you keep hearing the name Ansabanur, um, that's where it comes from. So that's kind of his background. His claim, claim to fame, fun facts, is he was actually responsible for creating and corrupting um, Angel, right, Warren Worthington III, into Archangel, uh, into becoming one of his four horsemen of uh, apocalypse, uh, him specifically being Death, right? So um, Warren had an accident. His wings were clipped, literally, and then Apocalypse kidnapped him, corrupted him, and grafted wings onto a metal wings and, and brainwashed him to be his death horseman, mm. right? So this is actually one of his uh, big claim to fame, um, things that he's well known for, for um, corrupting one of the, you know, the core X-Men. Um, and also his other claim to fame is he is actually the sworn enemy of Cable, a.k.a., and this is a, a very abridged version of his background, Cable is the son of Scott Summers, and Madeline Pryor, who is a clone of Jean Grey, Scott's first girlfriend. I won't get into the convoluted history of that. Cable is their son? Cable is his son. Um, In a story, he was um, passed off to a a person in the future because he was dying in the present, and in order to save him, uh, Scott gave Cable away as a baby, um, Mm. and then he was in the future. He grew up in the apocalyptic future where Apocalypse uh, destroyed the future, ruled it, and he came back as an older man and wanted to change events in the past to avoid this future. So mm. it wasn't known in the books at the time where Cable was coming back to stop Apocalypse. But then, you know, in the 90s, they confirmed his lineage that he's actually the son of Scott Summers. So his real name is Nathan Gray Summers. He's actually going to be in the next uh, Deadpool movie. <laughs> so really? it's interesting to see how he's going to be. Who's yeah. going to play Nate, him? Did you stay for end credit scene in Deadpool? Both of yep. them? Yep. Uh, what happened in the end credits? Like, yeah, which one, I, what I can't remember. That? He came out in um, a towel, and he's like... Yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah. Yeah. Or Cable not a towel, in a bathrobe, no and he says Cable. Yeah, he's not in a bathrobe. He just says, oh, Cable will be in the next movie or something like that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I didn't, didn't register because I didn't right. know who that was. So whether Apocalypse shows up or not is probably remains to be seen. Who knows? But they, they're, they're tied together in that way. So that's another big claim to fame that uh, Apocalypse has um, in terms of uh, Four Horsemen, Cable and things like that. And of course, he's he's an extinction-level mutant of survival of the fittest, right? And that doesn't mean just mutants, it's everybody, right? So the strong will survive, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but anyway, those that's the end of my fun facts. Mm. I will throw it back to um, you, Anthony. Um, I'm you know, happy to go into more details of other stuff later on if you guys want, but let's talk more about the movie first, I suppose. Yeah, so. let's go to Nick Choice. <laughs> I'm going to go to you guys since you guys are the last, like, the mm-hmm. latest ones to see it, and Without like, I think Nick Choi knows nothing about really apocalypse. So I want to see what he thought of the nothing. movie. It's true. <laughs> so no go ahead, Nick. Choi. <laughs> I, know, I know nothing. It is what it is. So what did you think of the movie? I thought it was okay. I didn't like hate it that much. I thought it was like it's like entertaining to watch, but very kind of mindless. 
I'll do. I, I by comparison, I was trying to look for like. So this weekend, I rewatched the X Men First Class, and then the level at which that movie is compared to this one is just like it's so much better. So I think much better. Really, uh, it's way better. It's so much better. The story was better, and like the character development was. This was like kind of. I'll, and I was trying to remember what happened in this one, and I can't. I can't, can't a lot of right? it, it's hard. It's not memorable. Yeah. A lot of just kind of mindless uh, action sequences. I. My favorite part of the movie is probably when Quicksilver shows up, like any you know, because that's like he had a really good part in the uh, Future Past, right? But I think right from the beginning, they kind of lost, like they kind of lost me because they were like they were digging up the uh, guy and like comes up and like, I was thinking what to say. I was like, this is that from the very beginning, yeah, yeah. Like they're like, oh, it's like his followers. They dig him up and he just like kills him. He doesn't even like they just you know. Anyways, that and then um, I felt like a lot of the movie was just kind to. I felt like a lot of it was a rehash of the first X-Men movie. They're trying to make it, they're trying really hard to make it match the first one with, uh, with Patrick Stewart and, uh, and the, original, the original trilogy. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, like they use a lot of the same dialogue from there. Mm-hmm. They put him in the same suit and all that kind of stuff. I did like the... Took place in the same location. Same location. I did like the last uh, the fight scene kind of, at least uh, that one at least had a little bit more meaning because they what? were like... What the hell happened that day? And I don't even know what you're talking about. I was trying to remember, yeah, but they, they actually, it, I liked it because they showed Apocalypse fighting on a lot of different levels. They showed him, like, you know, he was fighting, like, the mind game with, with Professor X, oh, okay. and he was doing the physical, like, on different levels at the same time, and he was kind of winning that. That Damn. fight finally actually had some meaning. The rest of those action sequences were kind of like, they were just kind of like shallow action I think to me. I hated the ending, but yeah. I just thought it was lame. Like the ending, this is stupid. Oh, I mean, the plot-wise, the, I didn't so like that much. There's pieces that, like, it was. You know, that's what it is. Like, I thought I agreed with you. Like, the fight scene was probably like the best part of like it was like the climax or whatever. But there were so many opportunities there. Oh my god, mm. that were severely missed. Mm. All right. Any other thoughts? What did you? I mean, anything else you like or did not like about it? Oh, I liked Quicksilver. I liked Wolverine. I, I did like the Wolverine. <laughs> of course, when he was like coming out, I, I, I wanted a little bit more. I, I didn't like that he just kind of ran off. But <laughs> <laughs> I saw that part. I was surprised I, at the gore. Oh, that that scene was probably yeah, like the <laughs> violence. Was like what I, I saw that. Like, I think Troy's gonna like this part. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bloody though, right? It was just like he was just kind of but like aggressively stabbing people. people. Like he brings out his claws a lot. Like, it was like kind yeah. of crazy. But he was like physically was like clawing. Yeah. I was like, oh, they haven't really gone there. Yeah. yeah, he was tearing people up. You, like I haven't seen that much. Like, like that ish got real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was good. <laughs> that was a good part for me. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else happens in the movie. That, that's the thing. I was trying to think of. And I didn't really, I mean, I really liked the characterization of um, the professor and Magneto in that first movie, the way they portrayed right. them as like, you know, how they develop. And in this one, I felt like they're trying to match it too more to the, too much to the old, like, to like, you know, the right. Patrick Stewart version and the Ian McKellen, McKellen version. So they kind of lost their own flavor. I feel like that's what might be great with that. Mm. That's right. about it. What's your score? You know, I give it maybe six. Oh wow! Maybe a flat six. Okay. It was, yeah. I think that's fair. It was entertaining, but it wasn't. Like I said, a lot of it wasn't memorable for me. It didn't have those moments that you know, I was trying to think back to the movie that were like really impactful. But it, yeah. it, I didn't hate it. There was there wasn't moments where I was like, oh, I hate this movie. It was just like uh, I was waiting for something more. Yep. No, that's fair. Um, uh, Kai, you want to go next? I know Kai is going to have a lot to say because <laughs> him and I talked about this. I had to keep my mouth quiet during the movie, by the way. There was so many, I was like, ask, all the ask, I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Is she from, is she from Russia or is he, is, that, is, he, is that where she comes from? Is she Egyptian? Storm? Is that where? Oh, can I, sorry, can I throw one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Storm portrayal was probably the biggest, I think, improvement because I hate I hate the Halle Berry. I will agree with you there. I think Halle Berry is so hot. That's a big statement. Like, <laughs> she, they could have got anyone, like someone else. Like, she's so weak. She's so weak. 
I did watch X Men like when I was younger. Like I remember Storm is like a very powerful character. Yeah. And Halle was like Halle Berry's girl was like she's like always getting she's like so girly and she's like getting beat up all the time. Like, this one was a little bit that's what you expect, tougher. right? A little tougher. Yeah. Like lightning people, you know, use that. Felt more like Storm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. But then those are the kind of questions I had for Arthur the whole time. I was like, is Storm from Egypt? Is that what's like is that what's going on? I, like, I know, I have so <laughs> many questions. Uh, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I'll I'll keep it like moderately brief so that obviously Arthur and Arnie can say their stuff, and then we can obviously come back to a later discussion. Uh, but so for me, the only the only thing that was ever going to be interesting to me about this movie was the character Apocalypse. Because this guy is supposed to be a recurring villain, and like Arthur said, the original mutant, if not the most, the strongest mutant, right, that would exist in the X-Men universe. And to say he was disappointing is a complete understatement. <laughs> you know, that was like, that drove me nuts, just watching this guy mumble the most retarded script dialogue ever, and play uh, America's Next Top Model with Angel, yeah, and do all this stuff was just like <laughs> it was so it's so maniacally boring. It was ridiculous. Um, but again, the I just see this incredibly downward trend of a complete lack of any effort in storytelling at all, right? Because let's let's continue to beat the dead horse that is the whole segregation discussion between mutants and humans. Fine, right? We're rebooting the series, but. They made little to no effort in making it even like an intelligent discussion yeah. over what the hell's going on. Like you have Apocalypse here, who apparently goes into a deep slumber because he almost gets you know assassinated, and then he wakes up, and his only goal is to say, "Oh, I need to, I need to remake the world how it was," which is basically the same uh, story that is Magneto, but just dumber down. Right, because it's a lot more clear in saying, "Look, I don't care about anyone except for mutants. Right? I'm just going to create this new world for you." And that's it. That's all. That's all. He just wants to. He just wants to be in the playground. And for that to be so simple and abstract, and then for everyone to gravitate towards it, you know, like as as deep as they tried to make a mutant character, for him to just be like, "Yep, absolutely, going back to mutant world." <laughs> I'm just like, come on, or even or even more dumb. Uh, even though we believe Mystique to be on our side, uh, she sits there and arguably is put up as a martyr for mutants living in a in a really dangerous world for them mm -hmm. because they're being sought out for. But on the outset, she's against Apocalypse. And you would think, because of how simple his narrative is, that she would be on the Apocalypse side because why was she so why was she against him? What was it? Because of the whole family concept, right? Because that's the only dialogue that we get from the scene. Yeah. Her connection with Magneto oh. is what's driving her to be against Apocalypse, oh. I guess. So she goes, she goes to Professor X because they killed Eric's family. And so well, she's like... She goes to Professor X because oh. she learns that Magneto's been exposed. Yeah. And she figured that Professor X would be the only person that could find him, yeah. which was true. And talk him down. So it's really, Mystique had nothing to do with in terms of caring about what Professor X was doing. It was yeah. just her personal connection with Magneto. Right. Which it doesn't really feel like there's a lot, right? Like, even no, in, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's lazy did, story did Magneto really have a family like that in the comics? Because I yes. feel like that was like a not, recon device. Not like that, right? Not exactly like that, but he's had a family. Okay. He had a wife to kill. Yeah. It seemed like a very inserted and they were killed like, by Nazis. So. Yeah. What? Well, they've retconned the history, so yeah, they changed it. Just, you know, yeah, I can't get it. It's it's convoluted, but yeah. <laughs> okay. you know, so they so they so they just decided to knock Magneto down again for like no reason at all, you know, at all, in like the most dumb way ever. Um, and then suddenly you're supposed to just believe he's like. You know, balls deep in apocalypse side, and then for some reason, Mystique does not. Right, and so it's just like I just had, I had nothing to grab onto as a viewer, and so I'm just sitting here. I'm like, okay, I'm literally just on like a visual roller coaster, yeah. where it's not even like a physical roller coaster that you get to enjoy. It's like the 3D roller coaster that you're just like sitting in a room, 
kind of like believing what you're seeing on the screen, <laughs> but then you're like, okay, well, that was like really dumb. Um, yeah. And, I, and they even end on like the worst, you know, decrescendo de ever. It's, it's the big fight against Apocalypse where literally no one could do anything to him except Professor X likes to say, oh, 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 I have a team of people. Really, it's just Jean Grey carrying the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, I have friends. No, I'm just going to unleash the most powerful mutant ever, Dark Phoenix, to basically right. wreck your face. And then I win. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Yeah. Arthur, I have a question for you. Huh? You, I mean, this is kind of, I'm agreeing with uh, Kai's point, too, that they've, they kind of like fucked up Apocalypse pretty bad. Um, would you argue that he is top three, top four Marvel villains? <coughs> that's I what I, say, to me, that's what I think. I would say limited to the X universe. I wouldn't say top three or four in the Marvel universe. That's hard because there are, there are, big, there are bigger ones. And if you, if, if you count overall mm, Marvel, yeah, a lot bigger. Yes. Galactus. Galactic, Galactic Thanos. Galactus is sort of like a pseudo good or bad, but true. If you think about villains, you think Doctor Doom. You think like um, what do you call it? Uh, maybe the Red Skull. Um, you know, Magneto is up there more because he represents you know mutant threats at a high level. Um, Avengers, you have Kang, you have Thanos. Um, so there's way more Marvel universe villains. <laughs> I would still put him. In, I would still put him. I would say top five for the X-Men universe. I wouldn't say for the Marvel universe. Wow. If that makes sense. You wouldn't put him in... I still think he, I would put him in the top five in the like Marvel universe. I just feel like he's... Because no other characters really interact with them in the books much. They don't... It's usually mutants. Okay. I'm not that he hasn't, but the rest of the Marvel universe don't typically involve themselves with him, or they've never really had stories that, that are against him per se. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So... Okay. That's, at least that's how I see it. Sorry, but I just like about the X Men. The, the villains have been like not like some super powerful like you know they had like Magneto. It's kind of like you know it's not just a villain. They have like a deeper story to them, you know. And then like the last one's like you know the, right. Arguably, the Apocalypse can be can come up as a one note villain if he's not written right. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he, he did seem very like singular, right? Yeah, he's got a point of view. Like, achieve levels of like you know. Yeah, he has to have a point of view. <laughs> I wanted him to like have that grand stamp, and I feel like that might Yeah, that's why Magneto's too good for him. He's, he's got, got like a, a he has a point deep, of view, a deep purpose, and like a right. he's got a good purpose. Doctor Doom has a point of view that says, "Hey, I think I could rule everything because I'm the smartest guy in the whole universe, and I, my ego is the size of God, or I should be God." That's his point of view. That's what makes Doom so you know up there because he is arguably right. In a, in a sense, but if his ego gets in the way. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Well, that's about it, right? It's just, there's just nothing good to latch on to and say, okay, that was like moderately enjoyable. Because even the Jean Grey character, she didn't do much, she didn't say much. You just allude to her dark okay. Phoenix aspects. Yeah. Even Professor X, in my opinion, was pretty pathetic in this movie. Uh, he really doesn't <laughs> say much, he doesn't really do much. Um, and then he just, you know, pulls out the Jean Grey card and then calls it a day. Because <laughs> on the flip side, X-Men is like your pseudo-Avengers who, as a team, are generally supposed to work better together. Yeah. Because they're the ones who go through, like, all the danger room training. Their family. And their family. And they're the ones that you should see comboing each other and using each other's abilities to, to inflict greater damage. Yep. But the first time that you see collaboration between mutants... Is between the, the horsemen when Angel throws Psylocke, right? Yeah. That's like the only collaboration that you see, but it's on the enemy team. And so you're sitting here, you're like, come on, like, I don't even feel like they're X Men at all. They're just individual people trying to do stuff. Can I? Oh, I forgot another thing. One yeah. of the things that bothered me was like, they were trying to make it seem like there's a big age discrepancy between the actors. Like, yeah. like she's like, oh, when I was your age, I remember when I went on my first mission, I'm like, you guys are the same age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, exactly. the best X was like really old. And you're like, because they should be in the um, late 30s to 40s. I was calculating it when I was watching. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second here. If this is the 60s and then the 70s. It should be the 40s. Yeah. Yeah, like Cyclops and his brother, they're supposed to be how many years apart, but they're like, basically like. Yeah, they're pretty much like. Yeah, they're close. They're yeah. like five years apart. Yeah, but they're supposed to be like 20 or 15 or... Yeah, at least 15 plus. So, 
True, that's a good point. The way they were talking to each other, every time they said it, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> that's what I liked about the other ones, that they're like, they just captured them in an age group where they're all the same. That's right. they try to make it like this. Like I think gap. it's fine if they do the sliding scale for age, but they have to reflect it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, at least make them try to look older. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. All right, Kai, so what's your score? I mean, this is like, this is like BVS levels of bad. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, dang. I mean, I'd give it a five. Okay. Oh, wow. Because anything, like, for me that's five or below, I wouldn't recommend to someone to see. Because, like, there's, there's not, there wasn't even something for me to say, oh, yeah, that's worth, like, giving it, like, a couple points just for the sake of it being cool to watch. <laughs> uh, I would almost score it lower, but then I'll have to probably adjust my PBS score to be lower. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just bad. It's pretty bad. And it's just disappointing for the X-Men franchise. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same as BVS being disappointing for the DC franchise. Yeah. This is a little bit more because they were, they started off so strong. Yeah. Well, might oh, be. absolutely. First yeah. Two were like, they're right. bleeding from first oh, class. They bled down into and, Days of Future Past and now they're bleeding more into well, the thing is, I like both of those. Well, so the thing is, I like Days, yeah, Days of Future Past and First Class were very good. They're strong movies, right? Yeah. You can like one or the other, but they're both strong movies. Um, sure. And the original trilogy, the first two X-Men movies are very strong. So Singer, what he has, he made four X Men movies. Three out of the four were good. Right? He made Days of Future Past was really good. X One and X Two are very good. This one, not so much. So, you know, his record's not horrible, um, but it's it's troubling. He's not had in general like that great of movies before like Days of Future Past too. Like he had Superman Returns. He had. Not uh, what not good. Jack and the Beanstalk, which is so not, which is whatever, is it was, it was not yeah. good. What's it? Yeah, it's I, it not good. Wasn't good. <laughs> but I mean, when he came back for Days of Future Past, I thought, hey, this is good. This is a return to form. This is really, really good. But I'll Dude, save that. This is the same guy that did Usual Suspects. One of my favorite movies. It's just kind of yeah. a bummer. Like he's not so at you, that level like all I, the time. You're scratching your head about him. Like why, right? Because he's not like a new director. No, not at that. Like, he has a good track record of good movies. So you're kind of wondering, wait a second here. This should be, you know, up his valley. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Have the leader. I think it was lazy. Like, they just was like, oh, we have great characters. Everyone like has a great, like, it's like a great plot line, blah, blah. Like, let's just rely on it. It was like, no. Artie, why, why don't you go, Artie? Since, since uh, you're talking, what did you think of the movie? Since you're talking. Um, yeah, I was, it was alright, like, I wasn't, like... Wait, did you watch this on your own? Or did you go uh -huh. with somebody? Yeah, I went with the sheesh. Hey, can you cover your head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and, um, Just the eyes, please. <laughs> Damn. I'm being distracted. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny, I was telling our room, uh, one of the things that she said off the bat, um, at the, when I came back, I actually is because he watched all the other X-Men movies and he's like, you know what I just realized? He goes, every single X-Men movie, like Magneto is like the enemy and then like he comes over to like to Gonset at the end and there's always like a handoff of RC later. It's like he yeah. never it's the same plot yeah, line with like every single yeah, movie. That's what Oh he's, like, he's not really a bad guy, he just wants... But it's, like, it's just it's repetitive when you think about it. It's like, seriously, yeah. like, that character is starting to become, like, one-dimensional. Like, you know he's going to be, he's like, supposed to be a bad guy. against yeah. it. But he doesn't stay bad. That's the thing. Right. There's so much of, like, I feel like the pendulum has swung with Magneto, where everyone wants to like him so bad yeah, now. Yeah, they're, being, they're making they're him sympathetic. Like, yeah, everyone's That's the way they remade him with the, the first one, the, the first class. Yeah. But in well, the old X-Men, he's kind of a bad guy. So he's definitely bad. He's definitely like bad. He needs to swing to the other way now. And, like, oh, he needs to be positioned as, like, a villain instead mm, of, like, yeah. A good guy who's just like playing villain sometimes. Well, so like they did that in Days of Future Past. Yeah. Because that's what I was saying, right? Like in this movie, you think after Days of Future Past, you think, oh, okay, this guy has gone to, he's essentially almost cro he's crossed the line there. He's threatened the, you know, President the, of the United States, right? The White House, yeah. right? Yeah. That's right. like he's he's committed to being the pro. Yeah. He's told the world that he is. He's told the world, right? He's told the world. Yeah. But starting this movie. He's a regular old guy working in a... You know, and you're like, what? Yeah. He's like what? pulled out the carpet from underneath him. You positioned him so well in the yeah. last movie. And then, like, 
character assassinated him. Like, oh, well, it's well, no, it's a just, it's a, it's a rewind. They, they literally rewinded him just so they can kill his family to get him to the same spot again. Yeah. So I'm like, why even go through that effort? Exactly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and I thought it was true. so weak. He was, like, trying so hard to be, like, nice. And he's like, oh, I'm going to save the guy. Yeah, it but, made zero sense. Like, it was just... It what was did they do? They didn't have to do so that. Like, yeah. right, yeah. He's already bad. At, there was they a lot of waste yeah. of time going back to Auschwitz to rehash just his, yep. his childhood again. I'm like, why are we wasting time doing this again? We've already been here twice. Yeah. Why did they do that? <laughs> right? I would have really clean, bad. Clean, like, yeah. old Magneto would have never saved that guy. He would have been like, fuck, I'm trying to go clean. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. He would have never been like, oh, Expensive, expensive, expensive. Yeah. When I know I'm like a dark. Well, old Magneto wouldn't even working there. Like, just exactly. Be like, yeah, well, he, he wouldn't even be working there. He'd be somewhere yeah. like. So it's just like that whole thing, which is like okay, whatever. And then it took me a while to realize, like, um, Quicksilver. That guy was Quicksilver. Because I was like, what the hell? Like it, because I had forgotten like the other movie, and so I was like, what is going? That's what I mean by like, lazy storytelling, right? Like there was no like, you had to have reference. Like it wasn't like. Oh, here's an independent movie. Um, there were some like really weak points where there was one point at the fight where I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Because it was like Professor X was like Gene, and Gene was like, "Was like Gene, <laughs> Gene," and Gene was like looking. I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Which part? The part where he's like laid out? Staring, yeah. He was he said Gene oh, helping yeah, yeah, like three yeah, yeah. times and Gene's just like staring <laughs> at him. Sansa and does not say yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just forgot about that. Like what? Oh, okay. In his oh. Okay. In his mind, right? Yeah. It was just like That's Okay. <laughs> We're just gonna mm. give it an extra four minutes here. Yep. Um yep. But I thought that was like crazy. And then there was one scene where I had no idea what Magneto was doing. Seriously, with that little ball of metal or where the hell. Like, oh, that sphere? Yeah, you like, see? I don't know what the well, hell. Well, he's like, was. he's kind of like terraformed the world. Yeah, he's, he's pulling all the metal out of the earth. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. Because well, he's amped up now. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. I never felt like the world was at risk. He just felt like that. Probably that island was at risk. It just, everything just seemed so small scale to me. It didn't seem like it was like. Yeah, if, if people had a problem with Man of Steel, they were gonna hate the ending of this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people that probably died that ah, you don't even see it on screen, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these dudes the atmosphere. Who knows what happened there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep, all the yeah. guns. Are there floating around up there? What? Did some of them fall back? No. Are their powers all amped up? Like yes. Right. Like when is it gone? When apocalypse is gone? Like most likely. Most likely. Oh, I thought they would just stay that. Way. We don't know. Yeah. That's how ambiguous he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. It was just like a lot of it was just like it could have swung any other way. There is no like real reason for anyone to be in any kind of confusion. Like I didn't know who a lot of the characters were. Like that under like the den in the movie in the beginning where like oh, uh, uh, Mystique takes like uh, the chick with the uh, sword hands or whatever. Night. No. Well, the night color. <laughs> I just, I didn't understand a lot of, like, characters. Like, who's supposed to be, like, the dangerous guy? Like, who's, like, Who? pay, like seen paid to get Nightcrawler out of the country? Oh, and he's actually a... Uh, oh, he's not a mutant, right? He's a mutant. His name is Caliban. Uh, he's a... He, in the books, he's a mutant tracker. Uh, and he actually was one of the horsemen of the apocalypse in the books. Okay. Um, but he's not as refined as he was in this movie. So when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. The take yeah. on him. He's, he's more like a hunter tracker in the books. And he's not nearly as uh, refined or smart as he was shown in this movie. So they changed him a little bit. But and Nightcrawler was that was weird for me too because I remember in X one X two was it X two where yeah. they find him? Oh yeah, because they they run into him. Yeah, like but they here they, they know him. Like, yeah, well, the meeting him. Well, they changed that. That movie doesn't exist now. Is X two the one that was erased? Yeah, or all of all of, all the original trilogy does not count. Anymore. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. It counts to me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that yeah. timeline technically doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I had a problem with, like, the whole technology thing. So I was like, oh, so now, like, an ancient god is, like, up to date. Oh, he watched TV for, like, like an yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, yep. I'm good. He's like, I'm good now. Let's do this. I'm going to like, the internet I was like, and everything. That's right. it? He just, like, went into the TV. I didn't understand the Done. powers thing. Like, he took over. I, I was asking Arthur. I don't understand. What yeah, his, his, his powers are a little hard to nail down, in the even in the books. So you... you you know, you have to kind of 
I don't know. He absorbs other mutants' power cells, like, right? Not necessarily. I mean, he has molecular control. Like, he can shape change, and, and you know, he's strong and powerful. Um, but they add a lot of different things to him here. And, you know, arguably it's inconsistent even in the book. So Does he have, like, mind control? Not necessarily, no. No, he doesn't have mind control. In the movie? Um, sort of. It's, it's, it's really... When he went into Professor X's head, right? Yeah. Yeah, using, like, that thick cerebra, right? And that's, yeah. like... Not even through, just went in. I mean, you know, the, his powers here were just used to kind of further certain plots. But arguably his powers are a little defined, ill-defined even in the books. So it depends on what writer comes along and what they choose to do. So, you know, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, it was just a lot of, like, Old people, I feel like. And yeah, like I just felt like it was a lot of like lazy storytelling. It was just like using the best ingredients, and because you know you have the best, you know that's what we're talking about earlier. Yeah. Because you know you have the best ingredients, like you don't try to actually make it good. You're just like, well, it's gonna be good because I have the best. Because they have so many good actors. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have all the pieces. You know, right? Yeah. Great pieces. It's just. I think that's why it was a little bit more disappointing because it could have been like so much and seriously, for a villain, like, that was, like, the worst thing ever. Because at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is so cool. Like, like new powers you haven't seen. Because I didn't know this villain. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't very familiar with Apocalypse before the movie. And so I was looking into it and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This guy can, like, put people in, like, walls and stuff. Like, this is going to be so great. <laughs> and, yeah, like, the, the fight scene, you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Anyway. Um... But it's alright. It was worth to watch because it was just kind of different, I guess. Um, I would say six. Alright, that's fair. We've got two sixes and a five, yeah. Huh. It's better than I thought it would be. <laughs> alright, okay. uh, I guess, Arthur, you want to go ahead? Sure. So, the movie was exactly what I expected it to be. <laughs> and it was pretty middle of the road. Not nearly the disaster as BBS, but nowhere near as great as Civil War. And it was, I would say, I would disagree with Nick about the action scenes. I, I don't remember any of them because they were that dull to me. <laughs> I was kind of bored of some of them. And, Whoa, and, Arthur. And I, so when I, when I think back, it's like, you know, my favorite X-Men movie still of all time is X2, right? And X2 is because it has... You know, the X-Men movies are great when they talk about themes of social inequality, disenfranchisement, um, outsider status. You know, they're a metaphor for all those things, right? Racial inequality, gender inequality, right? So when they address those themes and talk about those, they're at their best. And the X-Men are great for telling those stories. So X2 not only told those stories, they had great action sequences, great character interplay. Not that it didn't have issues. Like, X2 has its issues, but it had a lot of great moments from the books, and they did all that really, really well, right? So that's why I feel that that's my favorite X-Men movie of all time. First Class had those things, but it was also very stylish. It was very sleek, yeah, right? Stylish. It was very uh, hip, in a, in a sense. But it had substance, right? It also had that point of view of the things I mentioned before, of you know, the social inequality, all those things. So it had those elements plus those things, right? Days of Future Past had those same things. It had the point of view, it had the social inequality type things, and it, what it had was it adapted a really well-known X-Men story that's well-beloved. It had cool action sequences, it had um, good character interplay, and it also had the, you know, the old cast and the new cast complementing it, right? And I think what I liked about Days of Future Past is it had a sense of urgency. Like, there's something that, like, we gotta do this. And it was funny, because after I saw Apocalypse, I was waiting around to go pick up my daughter, so I just hopped over to Best Buy, and they were actually playing scenes from, from uh, Days of Future Past, and I just sat down to kind of watch it on their big TV, I'm like, I want to watch the rest of this now. Yeah, because it's like, it, right? Yeah, because the scenes are really good, and it's like, it feels urgent, like, something's happening, and they have to do this, and if they don't do it, there's something, there's some, you know, it's going to be wrong, like, yeah. it's, this, it's not going to be good, right? And you don't feel a sense of anything in Apocalypse, nothing feels urgent to me, it's, it's so it's not... You know, it doesn't have any of the great messages of X-Men from X2. It doesn't really have great action sequences, memorable, that um, from the previous movie. It's not sleek or stylish like First Class. It doesn't have the previous cast to fall back on, right? 
Um, I love the blink action sequences in the Days of Future Past. Those are really cool action sequences. So it doesn't even have any memorable action sequences. Yeah. So I'm sitting there the whole time kind of like, I'm just like bored. And I, I'm really like, this is dull. And, yeah. and it's like, like, you know, like RD and I talked about, it has all these nice elements, but it's kind of soulless and lifeless. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there were parts and pieces I thought were kind of good. Like, okay, it was kind of neat to see Weapon X, Wolverine. It's kind of neat. Um, Disappoint, you know, I thought it was a better storm. Um, I'll give it that. Um, yeah, what, you know, I, one of the saving graces for me, surprisingly, was Cyclops. Because one of the problems with the original series is they really screwed up Cyclops' Hello. character, right? This movie, though, they actually had him actually have some character. Mm -hmm. But uh, many times they showed that, hey, follow me. This, this is what we should do. Let's do this. I'm like, okay, that's the Cyclops I know and love. Taking charge, looking at a situation, and at least trying to be, I see, I see the things of him emerging as a leader. I'm like, okay, they got this piece of it right. Because Cyclops is always at the expense of Wolverine, which I didn't like before. And this movie, <laughs> it felt like they were, you know, because he's the younger version, right? I felt like they were giving it back to his character more. He wasn't just standing there useless. I, I, I think it could have done, could have been done a lot better too. Like, I, I guess he was a little bit of a leader, but I think in a lot of ways they, they, they missed opportunities Oh, agreed. Have him become I, more of a leader. Right, agreed. But at least they showed some inclination of it. And, you know, the, the fanboy stuff, I, I will say, stood out to me like, okay, when he shoots things, things don't set on fire. He, yeah. he does not shoot heat beams. He shoots force beams. Okay, so that's a, that's a geeky, geeky thing on my side. I, I knew it right away. When he blows a tree apart and it starts to light up, I'm like, Cyclops' powers don't work like that. It's pure force. You yeah. should pulverize the tree. It doesn't set on fire, right? So that kind of took me out of it. So but, at the end, is that what happened? He, didn't he like shoot something and something exploded? Yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of... I'll, I'll let those things slide because people forget that that's not how his powers work. But it kind of irks me. Um, the criminal underuse of Psylocke and Angel, right? Yeah. It's like, come on now. Like, okay, uh, first class, they used two scrub characters. What was it? Um, Azazel and Riptide. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine, right? Because they had no lines, but they had their powers. But they're like third-string X-Men characters. Yeah. So no big deal, right? Yeah. But you use Angel and Psylocke, who are A-list, first-string X-Men cool characters. Um, she's a telepathic um, telepathic ninja. ninja. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, the one with sword hand? Yeah, sword hand. Uh, no. <laughs> Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn, sword hand. Oh. Baraka. Yeah. But I mean, she is an A-list <laughs> X-Men character, right? She has a lot of oh, history she? in depth. Yeah. Doesn't, isn't she I like, know the angel like guys. Um, no, she's more telepathic. Um, and she, she also, oh, gosh, convoluted history time. She used to just be purely telepathic, but then her mind got transferred into a, the body of a ninja assassin. Mm. And then she became loving. She loved to do the action stuff now. So anyway, I mean, bottom line is her and Angel are, you know, A-list characters. And you're kind of like, oh, this is cool. They even got the costume from the classic 90s. Like, they really went there. I'm like, okay, that looks spot on. Um, but they don't do anything with either of them. Yeah. You know, the Angel and the X... Three movie turned out a lot better than this one. Is this the same character? The I Angel thought Angel was like super underneath. He was irritating to me, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember him doing it. In X3, he was actually better than this movie. Um, but, I mean, so they underutilized certain characters. This is another victim. Uh, this movie is another victim of over, like, too many characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I used to say that, but after seeing how they balanced all the characters out in Civil War, I feel like, you know what? There's no excuse now. But those, yeah. are, those are existing characters. These are all, like, a lot of these are like, were new. And... and yeah, like but you know, you can give screen time and you can do it. See, after I've seen Civil War, I'm like, wow, you know, you can balance that. You can give adequate something to each character. Because you introduced Black Panther, right? You only introduced like three so, new characters, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not falling back on that excuse anymore because I feel like it's, it's really how you balance it out. And with those two characters, I don't think they even tried. Uh, one thing was when Kai was uh, mentioning about Mystique, and this is funny. She comes off very uninterested, uninterested in the whole movie. Yeah, it's kind of like a Katniss Everdeen mystique to me. It's like <laughs> I don't want to fight against the Citadel. I just want to find Peta. Yeah. I don't want to fight against the Apocalypse. I just want to find just, Magneto. I just want to find Magneto. And it t the whole time I was thinking like she's just sort of like there. Yeah, she never makes she, a stand. She felt like Katniss Everdeen toward the end of the Hunger Games. Kind of like oh, you know, I'm just here. Well, it's me. I I gotta be the mutant martyr here. And I got to fight against Division, thir what is it, uh, Section Division yeah. 13, like Hunger Games. It felt like that. She's kind of like just, this is Katniss Everdeen Mystique. 
you know. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that reminds me of something. Yeah. Um, during the fight scene where um, Cliff Silver is like... Rescuing people? Rescuing people. And trying to like... No, oh, fight at the end, trying, yes. And then, like, this whole movie is like, it's my dad, it's my dad, it's my dad. Yeah. And when it was like that pivotal moment where you thought, it, okay, this is giving me the moment mm-hmm. where it's going to be yeah. like, the scene, and it's like... Oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? never mind. Yeah, that was weak. Oh, that was weak. In the books, does he know this Magneto? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's weak. Why would you build it up the whole yeah. movie? Totally. I actually did more with his character, too. Like, he's still at home doing whatever. Like, yeah, he's a plot device. Yeah. It's a cool action sequence. I don't even know how the, the honestly, when I think back, I don't even know how the, the mansion blew up because it was really unclear. Like, it was having. Sh- it was like a, they didn't even say, was it a gas tank or something? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, was shooting Cerebro. He hit something, and then yeah, it blew up, me. and I'm like, okay, it, it wasn't very clear to me, but anyway. Didn't say hey, uh, sorry, I gotta do this to you guys. Uh, it's time check. It's 4.55. Um, okay, but anyway, so yeah, that's more or less, it's middle of the road for me, and I'll say a six, saved only by some of those Easter eggs. Okay. Um, and save time for the, 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 the scene at the end, by the way. So. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna hit on a bunch of stuff that I hated. Uh, so the first, let's start with the beginning of the movie. What the fuck? They wasted the end of Days of Future Past. Um, at the end of Days of Future Past, Mystique was Striker, and all of a sudden we, we get we jumped into, you know, the Weapon X facility, and yes. you don't get any yes. continuation. They, again, they once again screwed that up. Um, uh, they beginning. Tell you later. Go sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, at the beginning of the movie, I thought there. I thought they might actually use this movie to show a lot of powers because they. I thought it was kind of cool how that one guy at the beginning crumpled the other, the, the traitor. Do you guys remember that when one of the mutants from the beginning of the movie crumpled the traitor? I thought it was all oh, that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, maybe we, uh, maybe we get to see the cool powers. But no, the rest of it was just stupid. Um, I think the the Quicksilver scene was garbage. I, I, it didn't make sense. Like <laughs> he has he's I don't know what song is playing, but it's some poppy song. And like this mansion is about to blow up. People are gonna die. And he's like drinking a soda and like saving people. Like what are you doing? Like th- let's try to make this like a serious moment. You know, I think it was just too much a copy of Day of the Future Past and not really innovation. Was the, like trying to do something yeah, new. Yeah. yeah, but when yeah. he showed up, I was like, Woo-hoo! "Yeah, of course you would." That's exactly what they wanted. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was just kind of like, "Nah, already seen it." Um, I thought uh, I want to go through some of the characters real quick. I thought Magneto was the only like character. I thought he was the only actor that showed up. Like he actually like acted well. And uh, when his family died, I actually was like, "Oh, that was actually a decent scene." Um, Mystique, I thought like. How are they gonna build up her character as being this righteous, like all for mutants, all for mutants? And then in this movie, she's like human, like the entire time until like the end of the movie, where she's like, "Okay, I should be Mystique again. Like I should look like Mystique." It's just like, come on, like they they ruined her character. Um, Apocalypse. It could it could have been anybody underneath that blue skin. It was like it doesn't matter. Well, I don't know why they got an actual actor for because Who's the actor? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He was Poe yeah, Dameron. Right. Um, in Star Wars, pilot. the pilot. Oh, he was yeah. also an ex Mac. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, he's and a good he, actor. He's, he's a great actor. actor. I don't know why they they probably paid him a lot of money for this, but they didn't need him. Um, but I thought Apocalypse, his look was horrible. Like I, I just never believed him. He, he just seemed like this slim fit guy. Like I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like his costume was just. Uh, yeah. Slim, <laughs> he's exactly. a slim fit like suit. He That's what he's wearing. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He wasn't big and imposing like he's supposed to be. Yeah, I thought the Moyer McTaggart character. I don't understand why they kind of like they made a love story with Professor X at the end. It was just kind of like ham fisted in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, in there. What the f- yeah, he's just like I'm gonna sure. give you your memories back. Like okay, like what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what the fuck? Ham fisted, good one. Yeah, <laughs> good term. Um, term. <laughs> lazy, lazy storytelling. I didn't really care for Cyclops, um, but I think the lazy storytelling was a Jean Grey. They did this whole like Phoenix shit at the end, but like, why didn't you? <laughs> There's no sign of that. There's no foreshadowing. She just all of a sudden, Professor X says, 
that go show your true power. Like what? What are you talking about? Like where did this come from? You know, um, the mansion. They, they talked about it in the dumb. mansion. I do remember that. They're like she's like going nuts in the mansion. He's like for like a second. Come on, you don't understand that. That's like her power, though. It just she's sweating and she has dreams. Yeah. Kind of, they, that's, they expected everyone knows that she's yeah. got crazy power, right? Yeah. I didn't realize Jane had like foresight or whatever. Yeah. Um, foresight. Vision. Like, how does she see in the future? She doesn't. Yeah, that was just. Yeah. She saw the future. She did. Yeah. Oh, which is like visions. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh. Yeah. Um, I thought Jubilee was pointless. I thought Psylocke was pointless. Jubilee, yeah, waste. Jubilee was the movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he didn't even know. Thanks. He's Asian in like in the mall with the yellow, with the, the yellow jacket. Bright ass yellow jacket, dude. <laughs> I remember that? They went to the mall and watched movies together. Oh, that was Jubilee. Yeah, yeah. Wasted character. Another wasted character, right? Yep. I did not um, even catch that. Uh, what the age? Yeah, tail. Yeah. Well, what's what's so important about that character? She's a big character in the cartoon. Yeah, she's a big character in the comics and cartoon. Uh, yeah. I can tell you. In second Sparkle. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yeah, you didn't see none of the kids' character in the entire school. It's like. Yeah. Boo. Um, yeah. Sorry, sir. Uh, the Weapon X scene was was fine. The, the editing was weird. Like. At one point, all three of like Scott, Gene, and Kurt are inside the truck, and then like the next scene, they've already taken everyone out, and and like all of a sudden they're gone. It was really weird. Like I couldn't like it didn't make sense. Uh, and then when they see Wolverine, is Wolverine just kind of like looks at them? I thought that was kind of weird. Like Wolverine was destroying everybody, and uh -huh. he. I, I mean, I think realistically, Weapon X would have like just thrashed them too, um, but they just looked at each other. <laughs> And it had a weird moment. Uh, I thought the ending was really uh, basic. I think kind of like already hit on. It's always Magneto at the end, sort of like turning around. It's, I don't know. It's sort of him and Professor X had the same argument over and over. Um, <laughs> it's and like it, it was very Man of Steel ish. Like they just there's so much shit going on. Like little particles in the air. There's just so much visual stuff that is bothering me. Um, they really explain that the swirls. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay, you're destroying the earth or like, whatever. What but, is, okay, yeah, what are you? Gonna, what happens when? That's yeah, happening? there's no point of view in this movie at all. No point of view. No point of view. Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, uh, Magneto and Jean are reconstructing the school, and but but like Magneto, dude, you just killed like thousands of people. Like, why, why does nobody? Yeah, you're like, no right now. it's okay. I'll always forgive it. I know. Professor X is like, you're for you know what? I'm so used to the story that I forgot that yeah. right. He should oh. be like a. I'm so used to that at the end of every movie. He's like, okay, yeah, well, I'll like, always forgive it. Like, yeah, twelve thousand people versus like a million lives saved. Well, they didn't sign the Sokovia the Accords, so. right? Okay, oh, all right, it's all good. Yeah, okay. I get to the Sokovia Accords. Boo, keep going. Yeah, Professor X is like, oh yeah, you you should stay and teach at the school. Like what? Okay, whatever. You're stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I, I thought it was a very average movie. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to continue this. Like, yeah, this is the next one supposed to be in the 1990s, and at this point, everyone's supposed to be like 50 years old. Like all of the characters. They're really trying to play out that like each decade yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, you guys are already trying to build. And, too and far. the character that you see on the screen. That has to do with the end, the, the ending credit scene when he's picking up that suitcase and it says SX Corporation. Oh, it's yeah. a reference to this guy. Yeah, sinister. Then, oh yeah, sinister. I, I looked that up. And apparently, uh, that uh, it was a very eighties and nineties villain. It's it's related to the upcoming Wolverine movie, the last like the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie we'll ever see. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there might be some ties. Um, and so. Uh, wait, one other thing was oh yeah, why is Mystique now the leader of the X Men like? She's yeah. not really a part of the movies anymore. I don't understand why. Yeah, That's Lord. also why she wasn't blue the whole time because it's like we have to show her, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be makeup. makeup. Yeah, I don't want to be makeup. Lazy story. It was lazy. I don't want to be in makeup. Yeah. And you yeah. just got one thing, Boo, which I thought was a weird. Like it kind of creeped me out a little. Like when Hugh Jackman runs into San not Sansa. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> it's Sansa. Okay. Like, you know, that whole idea of their love story, yeah. but they're like the age difference is so great that I was like, she's like a child. It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, score. Um, I'm gonna give it a five. Everything is just average. Nothing. Wow. Good. Nothing was good. Two fives and three sixes. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah. 
very middle of the road. You know what? The lo- a little thing that bothers me. I can explain it away because there's so much like new technology and stuff. But like how like the technology doesn't like there's no nothing easy about it except like for like the whole Pac-Man thing that like Quicksilver's playing. Like, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't like, really play yeah. into that. Like, yeah, how, really how do you get like an LCD screen up in there? Like there's just so much. Like I wish they had played a little bit more attention to like the details like that. That's right. so good about the 60 the first class. They really like played that 60 yeah. speed. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And the 70s with the whole Nixon thing and the bell bottoms with fashions. Yeah, this is like lazy. Yeah, totally. So, you still there, Boo? I'm still here. I think that's dad. Damn it, dad. So, at the end of this movie, Mr. Sinister. They took Wolverine's blood, right? Typically, and, and this is how they're tying it to the Wolverine movie. This guy's more interested in, in Jean Grey and Scott Summers' blood, but I think they're changing the story so that you know they can tie it to the Wolverine more. That's my guess. Yeah, I agree too. Because he's always been about the genetic line of Jean Grey and Scott Summers. He's always been about that stealing their material and you know stealing him. And in this case, they stole Weapon X's blood, so they can make a more tie to Wolverine, which you know I'm okay with. Whatever. Yeah. Alright guys, well thanks for uh, giving us your thoughts. That was uh, good points, a lot of good topics. I, I, didn't thought, I didn't think we would have this much conversation around it. But oh no, it's, it's, it's more topics when the movie is bad, I think. There's better points to make when the movie is bad. So, yeah. anywhere, anywhere from Dot, or is he just... Well, he never watched it. No, I'm just saying uh, right now. Otherwise, his audio is mixed Okay. Sorry, sorry Anthony, go. Oh, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah, any other thoughts before we bounce? Because i got to go to another meeting. Nope. I'll let you go. Suicide good. Squad next, maybe? Yep. Yeah, it's not going to take a while, though. Let's see if uh, Will Smith bashes it or messes it up. We can watch Independence Day together. Oh, no. <laughs> don't go watch it. We can watch that together. I don't want to pay for Independence Day. Like, that's that one you know is bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be bad. Not a big like movie star, but you know what? Come I think- <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I'm gonna end the recording.